Okay, we are in Sefer Ezra, Perik Beis, Pasuk Aleph, Ve'ele B'nei Ha'amedina Ha'olim. So we saw yesterday in Perik Aleph, Koresh gives that permission and encourages the Jews of Bavel to leave Bavel and go up to Yerushalayim to build the temple. Not only that, those who can't go should support their fellow Jews with gifts and gold and silver. Not only that, but those who are not Jewish should also contribute to the effort to help these people get there, their expenses guaranteed. Not only that, but as well, he gives back from the Beis HaMikdash all the um, kalim that Nebuchadnezzar had taken. So now we're ready to go, or are we, uh, in terms of going back to Yerushalayim. So let me start first with a Mishnah in Kedushin that tells us a little about the people going. It's very fascinating from its viewpoint. It's the famous Asura Yuchsin in Dav Samach Tes Amud Aleph in Kedushin. Asura Yuchsin Olumi Bavel. Ten different genealogical classes went up from Babylonia to Eretz Yisrael. Kohanim, Levim, Yisrael, that's obvious. Now is not so obvious. Chalolim, Geirei, the Harude, converts, freed Canaanite slaves, then Mamzerim, Nisunim, Shetuki, Asufi. These are all blemish classes that are prohibited to um, marry other Jews unless under certain circumstances. They're prohibited um, to partake in certain uh, Jewish ceremony. The Kohanim are disqualified. Why would these be included? Um, The reason being that the Babylonian Rabbanim kept very strict genealogical records. Uh, And what they did was to see to prevent these classes from not intermarrying with each other. Ezra was worried that now with the Rabbanim, or most of the Rabbanim, going up to Yerushalayim, these people would be left there to do as they wish. There'd be no one to show them uh, the genealogical restraints. There's no one to show them forbidden relationships. I would rather have them with me under rabbinical supervision, as it were. So that's why this group is included. And we are going to come to that. So now, we start the Navi. These are the people of the nation, who went up out of the captivity of Bavel, which Nebuchadnezzar originally exiled them into, uh, taking them to Bavel, by Yeshuvu Yerushalayim, the Yehuda, Ishli'iro. And they go back to Yerushalayim and Yehuda, Ishli'iro. Each 
man to his own city. What does that mean? Say Chazal, originally they go to Yerushalayim. That's their first stop. But then, being realistic, Yerushalayim is almost uninhabitable. Certainly the Beis HaMikdash is a pile of rubble, the former Beis HaMikdash. They're not going to be able to sustain themselves uh, agriculturally uh, there. So what they do is go back to resettle their own cities. That means Ishli Iro. They come to Yerushalayim, they go to their own cities. The Gemara in Hulin tells us that there were certain cities they did, deliberately did not resettle, but rather they left the land uh, to be harvested, but not owned. In other words, the Kedusha, we believe at that point, had departed. It was Kedusha Lashaita for the period the Beis HaMikdash was in existence, the first Beis HaMikdash. So what they could do now is now allow those fields to be exempt from Shemitah, and therefore the poor people could sustain themselves uh, off the produce of Shemitah. But so again, they went first to Yerushalayim, then to their cities. Asher bo im Yeshua, Nechemya, Shroya, Re'elya, Mordechai Balshan, Mispar Begave Rechum Ba'ana, Mispar Anshe Am Yisrael. So now this list, as they say, the Anshe Am Yisrael, which would be the A-Lig, the, uh, the A-List uh, lead the group, um, the group that go with Zubavel. We know some say Zubavel and Nehemiah are the same person, but it is impossible, specifically because they're both listed in this Pasuk. The Rambam says absolutely not. Zubavel was Zubavel, Nehemiah was Nehemiah. Zubavel, as we pointed out, is the natural to lead this group back to Yerushalayim. He being a descendant of Yehoiachin, a direct descendant of Malchus Beis David, which is vital to the project. So he is included. Yeshua is Yehoshua Ben Yehoshadah, whose father was the last Kohen Gadol in Bayez Rishon. So you see that genealogically, it's impeccable. You have the leadership in the right place. Include um, Shayaraya, Mordechai Balshan. Mordechai is our Mordechai of the Purim fame. And Balshan is a name that was added to him, meaning Baya Balashan. He was so adept at languages. Being on the Anshay Knesset Hagdola, theoretically he had a knowledge of 70 languages, but it was more, say, Chazal than a superficial understanding. He was really conversant in each language. And we see later on in Megillus <coughs> Esther, he breaks the assassination plot uh, of Big Son and Zeresh by understanding the dialect that they were speaking and reporting it back to the palace of Ahasuerus. So he goes up. Misbar Begave, Rechumbana, these are names, Misbar Anshe Am Yisrael. Interesting thing, if Mordechai is going up in that group, why does he appear less than 14 years later 
in the center of Megillah Esther. He's back in Shushan. And the reason given is, remember, at a certain point, there are fifth columnists in that group in Yerushalayim, specifically the Kutim, the Shomronim, who uh, instigate against B'nai Israel, saying this project isn't to build a temple, this project is to build uh, a rebellion against you, uh, Koresh, and they succeed in getting the order rescinded where it is not built for another 14, 16 years. And so Mordechai may have had to go up to Shushan to try and intervene to get this rescinded. But that explains how he's in both places. Now continuing the census of those Anoshim, of the people who go up. They give the names of the family or the names of the location which they may be known as. B'nei Shaftaya Shoshmeos Shivim Ushnaim, B'nei Orach Shevameos Hamisha Vishivim, B'nei Pachas Moav, Livne Yoshua Yoev Apayim Shmonas Meos Shneim. Also, that's a strange name, those of Moav, the tribe of Moav. It could be part of David and part of Yoav who, who trace their origins to Rus Hamoabia. But it's a strange interposition there. B'nei Elim, Elef Mosayim Chamishim Biarba. B'nei Zatua, Teisha Meos Rabim Chamisha. B'nei Zakai, Sheva Meos Rishishim. B'nei Banai, Sheish Meos Arboim Mishnaim. B'nei Bavei, Sheish Meos Esrim Mishlosha. B'nei Azgar, Elef Mosayim Esrim Mishnaim. B'nei Adnokim, Sheish Meos Shishim Vashisha. B'nei Bagvai, Alpayim Chamisha Vashisha. B'nei Odin, Arba Meos Chamishim Barba. Let's stop there for a second. Anasos, we have learned is the famed Ir Kohanim, which Yirmiyahu Hanavi springs from. It was his birthplace. And you will recall they were the most brutal, the Anshei Anasas, in their behavior to Yirmiyahu. They arrested him. They imprisoned him. They tried to turn him over uh, to the Babloim. And so they are cursed. They are given a terrible curse by the by the Kaddish Baruch Hu, saying, and I quote, "V'sheiris lo siyelohem." There will be nothing left of Anatot. Ra'a, I am going to bring an evil on them. El Anatot shnas When I visit them with my terrible punishment. So now the question is, if that's the case, why are there 128 people there? And Ibn Ezra says that they did tshuva, and therefore the gezera was nullified, which of course is a lesson. It is never too late to do tshuva, and that's why Anatot is included here. Continuing, B'nei Asmaves are born Mishnayim, B'nei Kiryas Orim Kefiro Beiro Sheva Mei Oswa Arboim Mishlosha, B'nei Haroma Vegova Sheshmi Oseshim Ve'echad, 
Anshei Michmas Meo Esrim Bishnaim, Anshei Beisel Vaimasayim Esrim Bishlosha, Bene Novo, Hamishim Bishnaim, Bene Magbish Meo Hamishim Bishisha, Bene Elam, Achar Elef Masayim Hamishim Arba, Bene Chorim Shlosh Meos Esrim, Bene Lod Chorid, the Ono Sheva Meos Esrim Hamisha, Bene Yerecho Shlosh Meos Arbon Hamisha, Bene Snaa. Snaz is a familiar name that we learn on later. They were the family that supplied the wood to the base Hamikdash. They donated the wood on a constant basis. And we learned in the Sechistanis that they got the special privilege on Tishabov, that the, the wood was their special dedication that was continued. Um, so that is the B'nai Sina. And that concludes the people part of this. These are the families that went up. As Rav Schwab in his commentary says, some of them may not have been in the category of the first list uh, of Anashim, which uh, consisted of Mordechai, and yet they are mentioned specifically in Kisvei HaKodesh, because what they did was Mesiras Nefesh, because it wasn't easy to leave Bavel. They had a very good life, they were very comfortable, yet they put themselves on the line and went back with that wave to build the temple, and they are certainly deserving of the eternal message that their names have by being in here. One thing I neglected to point out, very interesting with Mordechai, Nehemiah, the Navi, which with Mirza Hashem we learn next, has his own list when he recounts this some 36 years later. And in his list, Mordechai is seventh in the names, while here he is sixth. In short, say Chazal, he went down in status. Why? He saved the Jews of Shushan and, and Persia. The answer is <coughs> there were Gedolim who said that what he did was to, he was too involved with the political system. He lost time from Torah and from Limud. And Le, but they say but in, in defense, it was Pekuach Nefesh. It says, yes, even if it's Pekuach Nefesh, when it was over, he didn't have to stay in the political process. He didn't have to become Mishnah Lamelech. And therefore, he's theoretically demoted. And from this, the Gemara says that sometimes pikuach nefesh is doche by lima Torah. A rare situation, but this is what they are saying in regards to Mordechai. Now, we come to that next group, the Kohanim. Um, that would be Lamed Vav, Baha Kohanim B'nei Yadja Leves Yeshua, Teisha Meo Shivim Bishlosha, Bene Imer, Elef Hamishim Ushnaim, Bene Pashchud, Elef Mosayim Arbaim Vishiva, Bene Horim, Elef Vishiva Asa. Those are the four families of Kohanim. But wait, we know from Bias Rishon there were 24 families of Kohanim. Now there are only four that elect to go up. Why? Well, the reason is, as we've said, very comfortable in Bavel. They don't want to go up. So what do you do now? How do you do the avoda and the korbanos and the jobs of the Kohanim? Chazal divided those four uh, into six each. 
So now, theoretically, there were 24, and they did the system they did in Bias Rishon, uh, drawing the lots, etc. Now, come to the Levium. Um, the Eileha, oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Halavim b'nei Yeshua v'kadmiel l'vnei Hodaya shivim v'arba hamishorim. Remember the Levim also, they had a special subdivision in the Levim, those who guarded the gates and those who led the song, the Shir HaLevim. B'nei HaShorim, these are the ones, the guardians of the gates. B'nei Shaluah, Ben Oter, Ben Talmon, B'nei Akub, B'nei Chatita, B'nei Shove, Hakol, Meo, Shloshim, Fetisha. So, we see that the Kohanim, we get the number finally of 4,289. The Levium, there are 341 Levium. Traditionally, we know there are far more Levium than Kohanim. That's why you had those, all those cities of the Levium. What happened to the Levium? One, the traditional answer, they just didn't want to go. Two, there's a, uh, a Surah Chazal, and this is memorialized both in Al-Naharot Bavel and in the first Kino, we say, Tisha B'av morning, that the Levium are on the shores, the banks of Bavel morning, and their Babylonian captors taunt them. They want to hear the songs they sang in the base Hamikdash. And of course, the Levium, Ech Nashir, how can we sing in this strange land? But the Chazal tell us they mutilated their thumbs they, by biting their thumbs, they were unable to play the harps and the instruments. And so that could have happened to a lot of Levium. And as we say, that's recorded in the first Kina we read on Tisha B'av. So that may explain the scarcity of Levium. However, we will learn later in Ezra that he punishes Levium, who did not want to return. He punishes them by removing their right to get Maser, the Maser of the Levian, but that we are going to have later. Now we come to the blemish classes. Um, Hanasinim. Nasinim, we go back, normally referred to as the Givonim. The Givonim, you will recall in Yoshua, they are really Chivi, the, Hittite, the Chivites in Canaan scared of being captured and killed, dress themselves up as if they've come a long way and tell Yoshua they've come from far away to affiliate themselves with B'nai Yisrael to convert to Judaism. Yoshua accepts them. And then after they realize what they've done, Yoshua stands on the honor of his commitment and does not um, kill them. They stay in B'nai Yisrael. They are consigned to be the water carriers and the bringers of wood to the temple. King David goes further to banish them, but evidently they are still there. They are totally forbidden to intermarry with B'nai Yisrael. But then again, over the generations, they have daughters. If they disobey, they will have daughters um, who marry Jewish people turn out to be theoretically Jewish. In any event, we're taking the Natinim with us. Um, so, 
let me just get Bnei Asharim. Um, okay. Um, so we take the Nesinim, etc. Then the Bnei Avde Shlomo. These were slaves of Shlomo, Amon Nun Hei, who come to Shlomo during the period of great Jewish ascendancy. They want to convert these people. We did not accept converts at that time because the truth is everybody was coming. It was the glory days of the empire. Everyone wanted to be Jewish, so we didn't take them. So what they did was volunteer as slaves, or they became slaves, and then gradually they moved in uh, into the Jewish community. Their status is very cloudy. They are forbidden to intermarry, but they are there. Ezra takes them. So B'nai Avdei Shlomo, Ben Sotai, Ben Asoferis, Ben Prudo, B'nai Yala, Ben Darkon, B'nai Gizel, B'nai Shiftaya, B'nai Chatil, B'nai Parochas, Hatsavim, B'nai Omi. Kol HaNesinim, the Nesinim, B'nai Avdei Shlomo, Shlosh Meos, Tishin Ushnoim. Now, the Ela Cholim Mitel HaMelech, Tel Harsha Karuv Adayin Emer. Now come the Kohanim, whose genealogy has imperfections. Each Kohen in Bavel kept very strict records for obvious reasons of his lineage. These people either could not find their lineage or it had gotten muddled, and yet they are taken along. They were Kohanim. They claimed they were Kohanim, but they couldn't prove it. They just have no proof of their genealogy. We take them. These are Kohanim, descendant from the famous Barzillai, who was a teacher of Melech David. You will recall on David's deathbed, he tells Shlomo, keep Barzillai at your table in a place of honor. But nonetheless, the genealogy of Barzillai's daughters is very cloudy. So Ela Bikshuk Savam, they try to find written proof of their status. Hamid Yachim Belonim so they can't find it. They are banished from the Kuna, the descendants of Barzillai. Now, so how do you, if possible, correct this? By Yomarhakishasa. is a name given to Nehemiah. We're gonna see. It has to do with drinking. He gets a dispensation to drink the wine because he is the wine pourer for Melech Koresh. And Shishasa is going to arbor the legitimacy of the genealogy. So the first thing, these Kohanim, these um, Asufim or Chalolim as we call them, who are banned, barred, blemished from marrying other Kohanim, but what if they do? Lo yochlu mi kodesh hakadoshim. They will not be allowed to eat from the kodesh kadoshim. 
odd. Amod Kohen Urim Matumim. Until a Kohen, it would have to be the Kohen Gadol, qualified to read the Urim Latumim. We know the Urim Latumim was put in Geniza near the end of Bayes Rishon. We don't know where it is. It wasn't in Bayesheni. It's in effect saying when the Mashiach comes, we will sort out the status of these dubious Kohanim. Now, it's interesting that today we have really no safeguard. A guy can come from Australia and say, yes, he's a Kohen. He gets an Aliyah, he gets Kohen, he's allowed to Duchan. So that there are no safeguards today because, because the genealogy is so confused and so intermingled and so mixed. Continues, Kol HaKol Ke'echad Arba Ribo Shishim. And so we get together a total of 42,360 Jews returning, which is pathetic. It haunts us for the rest of our days that here you had this community in Bavel with a king saying, go back, build by Yashini. What Jew, you would think, wouldn't jump at this opportunity. It's a small, even insignificant percentage of the total Jews in Bavel. It obvious teaches us a lesson that sometimes that may be our problem. We get too comfortable in Gullus, but that's for another day. So, all of them go up. Milvad Avdehem, this excludes servants. Ramosehem, their handmaidens. Ela Shivas Alafim, Shalosmeos, Shalshim, Reshiva, Lahem, Mishorim, Mishoros, Mosayim. There are also extra add-ons like Mishorim, not Levian, but Mishorim who accompany the people in song. Now we're going to enumerate their animals. Suseim, Shrameo, Shloshim, Rishisha, Perdeim, their donkeys, Mosayim, Arba, Mechamisha, Malayim, Arba, Meos, Shloshim, Mechamisha, Chamorim, Sheshes, Alayim, Sheva, Meos, Vesrim. Those are their animals. Ume Roshe, Ovos, Bevoam, Levas, Hashem, Asher, Yerushalayim, Yisnavdu, Leves, Elohim. And now when the heads of the families come to Yerushalayim, they bring money and gifts, each according to his means, what he can afford to the base Hamikdash. According to their financial strength, they give the Otsar Hamlacha to the treasury, Zahav Darkmonim, Sheshri wrote Darkmonim is a form of coin, Sheshri is the Elef, the Chesef Monim Chameshes, which is fairly substantial. The Chesonim, Kohanim, Mea, and they contribute to the vestments of the Kohen, which again is no insignificant uh, financial amount. By Yeshua, Kohanim, Balavim, Umino, Om, the Hamishorim, Bashorim, the Hanisinim, Barahim. They all dwell, as we said, they go first to Shalayim, then they settle their cities, and then come back and start building the temple, the Chal Yisrael, Barahim. But first, all Jews are back in their initial settlements. And in Mir Hashem, we will conclude tomorrow the dedication ceremony when the Beis HaMikdash is finally built, 8.45 a.m. You will not want to miss it. I'd con. So we're told who, was, who did come back or who was allowed to come back. Was there anyone who 